Hello there, and welcome to Why So City is a Nerd Podcast, where we travel from a galaxy far, far away through Asgard into Atlantis and wherever fandom may take us. Here we discuss our favorite properties, whether it's the movies, shows, comics, novels, and anything nerd culture. Doing something a little different today, our Week in Geek episodes are going to be their own episodes from now on. Week in Geek is, of course, the latest news involving nerd culture. I am Jeremy, here with me are David and Caleb, so let's just jump right into it. Caleb, do you have anything special for our news and Week in Geek today? We do have a little bit of news coming out of Star Wars Acolyte. We have a report from the Bestman Bulletin. This rumor comes from the Twitter and Reddit user Ahsoka's via the Making Star Wars Show. Now, that sounds like a mm. random person, but she does. She did get some things right before in the past about Tales of the Jedi, certain, actually, like certain episodes and scenes she got correct. So uh, okay. she has a good track record. But according to her news, it claims that Darth Plagueis is involved with the series. They aren't at liberty to say how or why, but according to these reports, Darth Plagueis is in Star Wars Acolyte. Didn't I don't know if that was officially announced, but when I heard the Acolyte news, I thought it was it was suggested that that was a Plagueis story. No, I think we all just kind of guessed it based on the timeline of it because mm-hmm. it was about the Sith uprising. And it was about a hundred years before uh, Phantom Menace, I think. Right, right, or even lo- maybe hundred or hundred and fifty, maybe not, not maybe hundred. Yeah, something like I think it was a hundred because Plagueis still would have been. I think we were saying like it'll be before Palpatine's his apprentice, but we should get or hopefully we get some type of hint at Plagueis or a cameo of Plagueis or something of Plagueis brought like on screen. Okay, that's so that was always just speculation oh. on our part. Yeah, it was I just think... hope. Okay, cool. If you give us a Plagueis story, that's pretty much the prequel to the prequels. I mean, it's it establishes the whole foundation to what we saw in the prequels, and it's really exciting. This is Palpatine's Sith Master, you know? Yeah. The only bad part, though, is this would make Darth Plagueis, the novel, not canon anymore, because obviously he didn't have a... You know, because the, the confirmed part of this show is the main character is a female dark side user. And obviously, in that well, book, he never had a had a apprentice that was a female on the dark side. It's headcanon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay, nothing has say, nothing has gone against it yet. Got you. Yeah, yeah got you. it's definitely not canon. But just like how we never knew Anakin had another Padawan, or even like Darth Sidious himself had Darth Maul and then Darth Vader. It, he yeah, can have I'm, he could have a different little Padawan. Or sorry, not Padawan. What is it called when it's a Sith? You know, said the apprentice. Apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. So they they could work it out. It's fine if he has another. It sounds like it's his early days. We're probably not going to see his meeting with Palpatine on Naboo. Yeah, I think just you're just yeah. Because in the book we see him go straight from his master and then straight to having Palpatine as his apprentice kind of thing after he kills his master. Um, but again, you, you you could still throw this in, like you said. He you added Ahsoka in as an apprentice, but you're still able to keep the rest of the stuff canon because obviously Ahsoka wasn't in Revenge of the Sith, but they added it in and it still worked. Um, which I'm still I'm still confused about the whole Ahsoka thing. Um, the timeline with all that stuff and how they've added her into canon, it doesn't make sense based on the novels. But And they had one chance to make it make sense with the Brotherhood novel, but they didn't. Could have easily thrown her name in there at the end of it, like still left it off with no apprentice. It's like, all right, we're pretty much right at Revenge of the Sith right now. Like 
All right, cool. So that that is exciting news. I mean, anything with Plagueis, I'm so down for. We have not seen this character on screen yet, and I'm all about it. So, all right, let's move on to Dave. What do you got for us, buddy? Uh, I got a couple of things. One quick one. We have confirmed reports stating that Tom Holland's Spider-Man will return to the MCU in the Fantastic Four. So that's that's pretty dope. That's dope. Yeah, I mean, in the comics, I know they had run-ins. Obviously, they're both in New York and all that stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how they work that in. Or what universe that'll be taking place in, because the Fantastic Four movie could easily be taking place in a totally different universe. And then at the very end of it, they get transferred mm-hmm. to the 616, or they get transferred to Secret Wars Battle World or whatever. And at the end of all that, the Fantastic Four end up in the 616, something like that. But they they don't have to be in the 616 at all for this origin movie coming up. Oh, it's not even an origin. They're skipping the origin. But anyways, Tom Holland Spider-Man will be in it regardless. So that's pretty cool. So I guess he's in the 616, so that would kind of suggest that they'll be in that too. But we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? The multiverse is a crazy place. I really hope we get that iconic image of Spider-Man in a Fantastic Four suit with a brown paper bag over his head. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> Which is like... That'd be cool. <laughs> like one of the very first Spider-Man appearances in the comics was him running by the Fantastic Four, asking him for something. I don't know if they caught him or whatever, but... His costume got taken away, so he had to wear one of their costumes, and he didn't want his identity to be revealed, so he put a brown paper bag over his head and swung back home. That'd be really cool if we got that. I could see them doing that. That'd be easy to kind of throw in. Yeah. Right. This was a rumor, or was it confirmed? That was confirmed. That was a confirmed report. Oh, my God. Uh That's so sick, dude. I I hope it's Krasinski. Tom Holland and John Krasinski just exchanging banter would be amazing. Oh yeah, that'd oh, yeah. be so good. Because I always thought that uh, Tom Holland's contract had one more team up movie in it. When yeah, he, when he re-signed that contract for No Way Home, it was like two Spider-Man mm-hmm. movies and a team up movie. So yeah, he's yeah. got one. So, he's got that left. I wonder if he'll be a cameo, and that can kind of not count I feel as like the it has team to up. Be more, I, I, I'll take it. Yeah. If it's a good story. I mean, because I'd want him to be in Secret Wars too. So if he's only got one team up left on his contract, I would want I'd rather him be in Secret Wars and then just have him as a quick cameo or a five minute can or whatever the case be in Fantastic Four. But Same, I'd love actually. him both. But another cool thing about their history with the Fantastic Four is he went to Reed Richards to figure out what this symbiote thing was after like the nineteen seven yeah, after like the early eighties or seventies version of Secret Wars. When some weird black symbiote attached to him in space, he went back to Earth and immediately went back to Reed Richards and said, hey, what is this thing on me? And Reed Richards studied it and eventually found out everything we know about. Not everything, but he found out a lot about the symbiote itself. So that was a really cool tie into that. That would tie in with the post-credit scene of No Way Home, where he leaves the symbiote behind. And that could easily be that exact thing happening with... Because he's got that thing in the Secret Wars. He's got that, you know, he's got the symbiote suit. Dude, yeah, that could be easily let in totally the same way. That'd be awesome, dude. I knew why we had JD around. (laughs) You know, I was always disappointed they didn't do that in Infinity War because Venom came out after Infinity War. And I was like, dude, Spider-Man is in space. Just give us a 20-second scene where some weird black thing attaches to him. And then maybe it just drifts off into space and we don't see it again for a while. But like he was in space and it was just like that in the comics. But they have a chance to do it even better with the title Secret Wars. Yeah, dude, that'd be cool. And one more thing regarding casting in the MCU. So the girl uh, Rosario Dawson let it slip 
essentially um, about our Week in Geek news on last episode regarding John Bernthal being rumored to be returning as the Punisher into the some Disney Plus series. They didn't say what. They didn't say there was going to be a Punisher series. There was just a rumor that John Bernthal would be returning as the Punisher. Uh, Rosario Dawson, in an interview, said... She seemed to confirm it. In an interview, she said, I found out yesterday that The Punisher was happening again. I feel like it's my second chance because that's the only show I wasn't in, and I love John Bernthal. So let's all make it happen, which got me incredibly excited. And then apparently today she came out and said, this was told to me by a fan. Uh, I need to learn you know, not to blurt out stuff, something essentially like that, which to me sounds like Marvel was like, Ayo, that's not how we do things you better put out a tweet and rectify this situation here and say some crazy person told you it or something like that, because you just let it slip and we have not announced that yet. So in my mind, that's what I am saying is exactly what happened. And she said a fan told her, but I, I choose to believe that the MCU and Kevin Feige threatened her and said, you better put out a new tweet because Rosario Dawson and John Bernthal both joining the MCU. Oh, it's amazing. It's funny you say that because it's not like a confirmed thing, but it is a character saying something on social media, which is the same thing that happened with Eternals, which one of the actors was on um, some kind of show and he like accidentally revealed that Eternals 2 is confirmed. Chloe Zhao is coming back to direct it, but that was not confirmed. Like, and they just said it on live uh. television. And I th- kind of think that people are like, there's so many MCU properties out nowadays. And it's almost like mm-hmm. a lot of these actors, like they might've thought it was introduced at Comic-Con or something like that. Like, so people are, right. it's, it's harder to keep this under wraps because there's too many movies. Yeah. I feel like they ain't using the word confirmed unless they heard from somewhere that it was confirmed and just didn't realize it wasn't public knowledge yet. Like, I don't see them coming out and just saying, oh yeah, well they confirmed this and they just like, you know, right. Right. I would be very surprised if the Punisher didn't show up in the Daredevil series. That'd uh, be so cool. Anything, dude. I'll take him in anything. But like, yeah, have him, have him be... start in there, dude. They had su- Daredevil season two. The chemistry between Matt Murdock and Frank Castle, uh, John Bernthal and Charlie Cox. It was great. The scene, the scene on the rooftop where they're having the argument about ethics. Oh yes. my gosh, dude! I actually saw that. Such a well written scene, bro. One of the best. One of the best Marvel scenes, dude, just, you know, not, well, it actually mm-hmm. followed up with an incredible action scene, but even before the action, the man, the discussion was just so well-written. I'm telling you, dude, it's like a lot of these stories are built off philosophical discussions like that, like that discussion Daredevil and Punisher had about, I'm going to kill people because they're going to be done. They're, they're not going to rape anybody. They're not going to steal from the, like, you know what I mean? I'm going to kill people. And Daredevil's mm-hmm. like, no, we got to trust the justice system. And all that boils down to these crazy mor- morality or ethics discussions and philosophy. It's that was a great scene. Yeah, dude. You guys got anything else? Uh, Ezra Miller got arrested again. So that's, you know, that's great. Oh, he's no. only been, you know, in the public spotlight five other times in the last year. Uh, one time on video, he tossed, a, you know, choked a fan and took her down to the ground while choking her. And then said later, she asked me to choke her in the, in the photo, <laughs> but he looked like he was getting a little pissed in the video there. And then he's had like three other things since then of all weird public behaviors. And then most recently he got caught on camera, like the felony burglary or something like that. I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't even read it. Cause I just saw Ezra Miller arrested again. It was just like, okay, this guy is a train wreck. <laughs> like, So if he ruins this flashpoint paradox movie, 
I'm going to be very upset. He sums up the DCEU very well. <laughs> yeah, he's a good poster boy. Dude, I'm too excited for this movie for it not to happen. Like, he sounds like he's a dirtbag. There's been time after time. Apparently, he fled a state with some, like, underage girl when her parents were looking for her. I don't yeah, that know was like what two the, weeks ago. Yeah. I don't know what the truth is. I don't know what to believe, but it sounds sketchy as hell. So I don't know if I'm Warner Brothers Discovery, I wouldn't want to market him as my lead character. So it's just puts it, it puts them in this weird situation where they already spent like millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars into this movie. And mm. you're going to get that return plus some. But it's like, what do we do? This guy's a dirtbag apparently so should we release this movie like he's the star of the movie it's such a weird situation for them to be in if they don't Mm. release it they lose millions of dollars if they do release it then they're releasing a movie with the star of their movie being a weird a weird dude committing some weird crimes i don't know that's such a weird situation i i honestly still hope the movie gets released like i hope he doesn't get a lot of credit i hope they dock his pay or something i don't know <laughs> like i want to see the movie though it sounds like such a cool movie right and dc needs something to reset their universe flashpoints perfect for something like that oh yeah they need a fresh start well speaking of dc resetting their universe dc actually has warner brothers who owns dc actually has a new ceo it's david zaslav he's the dude who i think he was the CEO of Discovery. I don't know if he bought it. Warner Brothers bought Discovery. Now it's called Warner Brothers Discovery. But this dude is making big moves. Like he, they already had Batgirl ready to release. And he said, nah, we're not going to release it. We're scratching that. So that's gone. (laughs) And everyone is pissed. They're like, DC does not know what they're doing. And Another perspective is that they know exactly what they're doing. And that's why they scratched this property that they already were ready to release. Like David Zaslav came on and said they have a 10-year plan similar to the structure that Alan Horn and Bob Iger put together with Kevin Feige for the Marvel plan. Like they're actually looking towards the future. They're not just releasing a movie to catch up with Marvel. They're actually going to plan things ahead of time like Marvel. It might take time. 10. Yeah, exactly. It might take 10 years to get a Justice League movie, but at least they're going to have a well-established universe, not just throwing movies out there for the hell of it, which is mm-hmm. like if they take the Batgirl and just scratch it after making, they probably spent, I don't know, 50 90 million. million. Okay. 90 yeah, million $90 dollars million. Dollars. Yeah. If they're willing to scratch that movie, like that tells me that they're willing to take the bold decision to, invest in their future like i don't care if we made this 90 million dollar movie like it doesn't fit into our universe it's not quality and honestly if it was a great movie they probably would release it anyway but they probably saw and decided this doesn't fit in our plan it's a tax write-off it's a 90 million dollar tax write-off they bought the company in debt like warner brothers is in (laughs) debt right now so they're using batgirl as a 90 million dollar tax write-off wow wow yeah, so well, it's business. It's money. It's nothing. So it has do nothing know. to do with eh, okay. how good or bad the movie is. It's they're in debt. They need to make some money back. That's why they're cutting all the HBO Max original shows. They're cutting back on a lot of HBO shows, just like Batgirl, so they can they won't be in debt anymore. It's all business. Huh. 
Damn. Yeah, I heard reports it was terrible, and that's the reason why they were cutting it. Um, but that it makes could be more that sense. too. Yeah, well, but that, the business side of it does make sense. Well, that makes sense, and I feel like the previous management would have released it anyway because they're oh, gonna yeah. at, at least they're gonna at least make their money back with the movie. But that previous management would have done that just to make the money back. Whereas this management under David Zaslav is like. We're not going to release it because it doesn't work with our plans. Like this isn't where we're going. So it's a bold decision, which will benefit them in the future. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a weird situation. So I'm just glad that he sat out here and announced that they have a plan. They're not just going to sit here and release a movie. Like after Avengers got released, they did man of steel, Superman, and then Batman versus Superman where they're releasing wonder woman. And then justice league where they got a uh, cyborg and Aquaman. It's like, so slow yeah. down, dude. It took Marvel like at least four or five years from Iron Man one until Avengers yeah, one, right? Four years. Yeah. Four years, 2008 to 2012, I believe. Yeah. So a 10 yeah. year plan sounds like, um, at least they're heading in the right direction. They're going to, they're going to plan ahead. You know what I mean? They're going to invest in their future. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that wraps it up for our week in geek. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Why So Pod. And we will see you next time. <laughs>